I want it to be understood that the main goal of today's episode is to get Lelaine, known as the Lelaine on Instagram, to over 100,000 followers. She's at 93.2, and that's unacceptable. And life is not all about the numbers, let's be clear. But considering the legend that she was and is to both our childhood and present day, the fact that she's not going to overdo your feed because she really doesn't post that much, but when she does post, she makes sure that every three to four posts is some kind of a throwback to Lizzie McGuire... We got to respect, man. Everybody go follow at the Lelaine on Insta. I'm not going to because I already am because I'm a really nice person. <laughs> good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace podcast. My name is Jamie Grace. This is a show where we talk about pop culture and mental health in a very beautiful way. And I cannot wait to do that with you guys today. So make sure you're listening, which I think it's obvious if you're listening that you are listening. Why? Today's episode is going to be a greatest hits episode. The last one of these I did, it was Raven Simone's greatest hits. It was a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't heard it, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you get a fun little notification on Saturdays when I upload new episodes. Today we're going to be talking about Hilary Duff and Lelaine. These two ladies are the stars of the show that most of us know as Lizzie McGuire. And I wanted to talk about both of them because if you don't know, I absolutely love Lelaine. I think they're both really talented humans, really talented actresses. And so I wanted to make sure that they both were like honored and you know had like a moment to shine in this episode um there's also adam lamberg who played gordo and lizzie mcguire and jake thomas who is possibly just as equally important as um the three besties in the show he played the younger brother of lizzie mcguire so maybe we'll do another episode in the future maybe feature some of like the guy besties and brothers of some of the main characters from disney um from disney shows rather but today we're going to be talking about hillary duff and lelaine and before we do that, I just want to tell you guys kind of about like how my Mother's Day went because it was really fun. I just wanted to tell you guys. So I told my husband that one of the most important things for me for this Mother's Day was to just like really make sure that I am able to give all that I wanted to give. And this all that I can give as a mom. And I was like, in order to do that, I'm going to need to sleep. And I'm... <laughs> I'm going to need, with all the love and the respect in the world, to not see either one of y'all for a couple hours. <laughs> it's like, I just need some time to recharge. This has actually been kind of a theme in my life in general. I have been trying to give my all in every capacity of life, and I am feeling myself slowly slipping as it is not remotely realistic to be able to, like, be perfect or exceptional at every single aspect of life some people might want you to feel that way and be like you just gotta believe you just gotta work hard or wake up earlier or get more sleep and basically what I'm saying is that there are gonna be some things in some seasons of life where you're gonna have to make the decision and even maybe even made like a sacrifice to say I cannot do all these things <laughs> to this certain capacity based off of what the expectation should be based off of what my favorite influencer can do even based off of what my siblings or my mom or my friends are capable of. Y'all, one of those things recently was cooking dinner every single night, seven days a week. Now, when I don't cook dinner, Aaron cooks dinner because he's great at it or we eat out. But it's hard for me to let go of that because I love cooking dinner um, just in general, but especially for my family. It just means a lot to me. So I'm like cooking all of like so much. And then I'm trying to like make sure I've got everybody taken care of for lunch. And Aaron's like, look, I got it. Like, don't even worry about it. You know, he doesn't want me doing too much, but it's just something that I really love to do um, and something that I take pride in, to be honest, which can sound like a positive thing, but not when it's to the point of like you're overworking yourself and you're stressing yourself out because you're like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. 
and you're not able to give fully like who you are in other areas in life or other capacities. And so that was something that Aaron and I kind of re- like sat down with recently. And I was like, hey, I think that I'm getting a bit frustrated with Bella sometimes when she's not even doing anything. Or I was telling him, like, I think I'm even getting kind of frustrated with you sometimes just because the days are long and my sleep is short because I'm trying to do so much. And I think I'm going to have to give up even more nights when it comes to cooking dinner. Now, I do want to clarify the last couple of months. I started like cooking, I don't know, maybe like four nights a week or something like that. Um, Cause it was just, it was just getting to be a lot. And I was just like, I, I got to chill, bro. I got to chill. And he was like, yeah, I know this makes sense. Um, but I told him this week, I'm like, I got to pull back some more. I was like, I basically got to the point where it's like, I got to give up somewhere. You know what I mean? Or I, I have to release somewhere. So either I can't give all that I'm currently giving as a mom. I can't give all that I'm giving as a wife. I can't give all that I'm giving as a chef. I can't give all that I'm giving as a as an artist. I can't give all that I'm giving at my job. Something's got to pull back. And I chose as a chef. And so it was a sacrifice. It was a budgeting choice, you know, a time thing as far as like him cooking certain nights or whatnot. But basically I'm sharing all that to say because I think that it's applicable or I know that it's applicable whether you're a mom or not. It's sometimes in life we got to make those decisions to make those sacrifices to say, okay, I am feeling overwhelmed in these certain areas. So let me pull back and let me see what areas um, are worth it to do a little bit less than my current expectations so that I'm not giving less um, in areas where I don't want to give up on. Does that make sense? Because if it, if to me, if it's like, I got to be a little bit less of a chef during the week, or I got to be less of a mom, (laughs) even though financially it'd be way easier to like, just let Bella have more screen time (laughs) instead of like eating out or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that's encouraging to anybody that feels like they're overworked or overwhelmed right now. Who is this random number calling me? Y'all remember that trend on TikTok when it was like, um, like, oh, like these random car insurance people are calling. I think it's still a thing because if I told y'all the state, I don't even know what state that was, like the abbreviation. I'm like, I'm not even smart enough to know all the states. Um, like all their, oh no, sorry. I know all the states, but not all their abbreviations, like off the top of my head. And that's not one that I've been to recently. My goodness. So anyways, guys, so all that to say Mother's Day was so nice and so relaxing. That was kind of the kickoff of me realizing that I wanted to pull back in other areas so that I can be the best mom that I am emotionally and physically capable of in this season. And so the Mother's Day started off with them going out to pick up breakfast from one of our favorite local spots called Morning Kick here in Gilbert, Arizona. And then they came home and we ate it and it was wonderful. It was nice. And then they gave me these Nikes that I've been wanting that I felt like were way too expensive, but my husband really loves me. And then they gave me a gift card to pick out a new chair for my office. They didn't know exactly which one I wanted. Um, And then we all just rested at home. We just relaxed for a bit. Bella took her nap. And then we went to go see my parents, my sister and her husband. They were also there. Jacob, my nephew, was there. It's my mom's birthday two days later. And it was just wonderful. It was beautiful. So I hope that you found something in there encouraging or something that has blessed your sweetheart. And I am going to take like a 10 second break. And we're going to talk about Lily and Hillary and those girls. Coming in hot at number five. Please don't get mad at me. Don't be upset that it didn't make the top four. 
We've got Lizzie McGuire. It's a TV show about three besties trying to take over the world. Actually, it's more so just about Lizzie McGuire. I always felt it was just about it was about the three of them. But I feel recently I'm like, oh, people really just connected to Lizzie, you know, by herself, which is super cool. But I always really connected with the three of them as siblings uh, or sorry, best friends. Um, and then this crazy little brother that really stressed me out sometimes. But I also related to him. So maybe that's why he stressed me out. It's a really fascinating show. We've got cartoon Lizzie in her head. And honestly, I think this was one of the pivotal moments for us uh, as millennials and then maybe some Gen Z, but I think mostly just millennials. As we started to realize that other people were just like us, for me, this was one of the very first moments in pop culture that I realized that other people talk to themselves and that other people, (laughs) you know, had like a voice inside their head. And I think that was really important for us to see. I don't I don't think we I think that if Lizzie McGuire had been made today, it would be way more centered around like mental health and talk a little bit, maybe even about like some anxiety um, and some overthinking and overanalyzing those types of conversations but that's literally like (laughs) what you know this cartoon version of herself that's who she was in her head she was over analyzing she was overthinking things she was processing all the information that she didn't know how to say out loud or didn't want to say out loud and so I think it was pretty pivotal at least for me and I'd say for a lot of other people my age um to finally hear somebody else like processing this stuff in their head and be like wait hold on do you talk to yourself too like do you give yourself pep talks? Do you sit there and think about the stuff that you wish that you could say to the school bully um, just in case it were possible, even though you know you'd never have the confidence to stand up to the school bully? I don't have a visual like that. You know what I mean? Like like Lizzie McGuire, like I don't have a visual Jamie Grace in my brain, but I definitely have the inner thoughts, the inner voice, and I spend a lot of time <laughs> over analyzing things in my brain. And this was like the first first time that I ever saw that represented in pop culture, that I ever saw it represented in media and made me feel a little less alone. Now I have this coming in at number five as one of their greatest hits. I mean, the main reason it made it into the greatest hits is because, I mean, it's a legendary show, like everybody loves Lizzie McGuire. And so I, of course, would include it in the top five. It didn't make it closer to a top one because as much as I love Hilary Dove and as much as I love Lizzie, or excuse me, as much as I love LaLanne, I love some of their separate projects even more than I loved this project of them together. That doesn't mean that I don't like them together. It's just that there's so many other projects that I really, really, really relate to that involve them, that have them in them. And so I I don't have this as my number one. I was really excited about the reboot of Lizzie McGuire. Obviously, there's a lot of drama surrounding that, and we will probably never get to see that reboot, which is a bummer. And I'm also, I'm really bummed about that because I don't know the full story, but I believe that, you know, Hilary Duff wanted her to be a little bit more mature and like Disney wanted, you know, her to pull back. And then I think as a Hilary Duff fan, I'm supposed to be like, no, I wanted the more mature Lizzie. But at the same time, like, I don't know, y'all, I, I, I struggle with the concept of like, I know I'm about to sound old fashioned here, but sometimes I struggle with the concept of like, okay, so I think that some of the mature stuff that did not pass the Disney, you know, 
gatekeepers as far as Lizzie McGuire. I think it involved like um, romantic stuff and some lewd behavior and um, maybe even some substance use. I'm not really sure. And it just makes me a little bit sad that that is what is considered to be maturity. I think there's a way to tell a mature story without having to like go the route of lewd behavior and i think there's a way of showing a family friendly story without it having to be about 12 year olds like i i i just struggle with that concept i'm like i feel like we could make mature content that is for 20 somethings that's for 30 somethings that doesn't give off the guise of g-rated but also doesn't give off the guise of r-rated you know what i mean like there's got to be a middle ground <laughs> can somebody just like drop just like drop a check my way and i'll make a movie <laughs> that that'll be really that we can relate to this is about like some other stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna stop talking i'm gonna go to number four <laughs> All right, coming in at number four. Hopefully you guys knew this one. I, I don't know how you would know this one. We've got You Wish starring Spencer Breslin, Lelaine, and as the lead culprit, a classic big brother butthead, we've got AJ Troth, 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 Troth. So I think a lot... <laughs> He's not a butthead. I think a lot of times when we talk about movies like this, um, like we, you have to decide, like, are you the younger or the older sibling? I don't know what middle middle siblings do, but I think you just relate to the one that you are in that same family dynamic with. Does that make sense? So like when I watched You Wish, I was like, Spencer Breslin's not doing anything wrong. Like definitely I thought he was defiant and needed some behavioral adjustment from his parents, but I didn't necessarily think he was a bad little brother, but I think my sister watching it would be like, AJ Charles not doing anything wrong. <laughs> so basically Spencer Breslin, he plays this kid named Stevie and he's just, he's doing the most. Like I said, he has some behavioral stuff that his parents need to deal with. But he's just his little brother. He just wants his brother to hang out with him. And then AJ plays this kid named Alex. And Alex is just like, can you get out of my stuff? Stop playing with my stuff. Get out of my room. Leave me alone. And then Lelaine is the best friend of um, of Alex. And so Alex basically, long story short, I think there is, I want to say, there's a magical character. I can't remember if it's a magical black character or not. I don't know if you guys know about that trope. Um, but yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure it is because I'm pretty sure it is comedy legend Tim Reed that plays magical uh, magical black guy, right, from Sister Sister. Yeah, the dad of Sister Sister. So he's in it. There's this whole wishing upon a star, wishing on a coin kind of vibe. And basically, Alex becomes, or excuse me, um, Stevie becomes a celebrity when Alex wishes his little brother away. And so Alex and Abby, Lelaine's character kind of go on this adventure to figure out how to get his brother back I believe and so this is a really good movie it's available on Disney Plus right now it's Disney Channel original came out in 2003 I was 12 when it came out so yeah I was I mean I was 12 I was like the perfect age of the little brother sorry the exact age what word was I looking for whatever um but it's a great movie and Lelaine kills it she is such she could be she would be she is such a good leading lady um but man oh man is she such a good best friend I think a lot of times people kind of downplay that role in movies because they're like oh you're just the best friend or you're just the side character 
she carries so much of what she's in. That's no diss to Hillary Duff. That's no diss to AJ Troth. That's it. Really is not. Um, but this girl carries facial expressions, vocal tone, everything. She's a great actress, and I love her in this. I also love the very, 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 very common guy best friend, girl best friend vibe that happened in a lot of early two thousand movies. I'm not one to run around and say that that's in, inherently like super possible or even super healthy in most situations, but it's a movie. I love it. They did a great job. So number four, You Wish. I hope you guys have seen it. If you haven't, it is available on Disney+. Plus. Hey, hi, Jamie Grace here. And yeah, I'm interrupting myself. <laughs> I wanted to take a quick break to share with you guys about my book, Finding Quiet. In case you don't know, I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was just 11 years old. But even though I have an anxiety diagnosis, I also face everyday anxiousness as a, uh, what do they call them, human. I feel the everyday feelings of worry and fear from small things like what am I going to eat for lunch all the way to major things like what am I going to do with my life for the next 10 years and if you're anything like me then you have these feelings too. You can head to the show notes or over to Amazon to look up my book Finding Quiet My Journey to Peace in an Anxious World. It's not necessarily practical or even possible to turn off all of the noise around us but we can choose to find peace in our everyday lives and with this book, you will find the tools to do that. So I hope you'll check out Finding Quiet, written by me, Jamie Grace. Oh my goodness, all these celebrities in their commercials. Who do they think they are? Ugh. Okay, guys, number three, we got Cinderella Story. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This movie is so great. This movie stars Hilary Duff and also the legendary Chad Michael Murray, um, <laughs> I say that because, I mean, one, he is legendary, but I also say that because he was like one of the guys, you know what I mean? Um, you have like the guys of the generations, um, that people are just like, everybody's crushing on. And, uh, that, that wasn't my personal testimony, but everybody just really liked this guy. I, I always thought he was a really great actor. I did feel like he was a little bit of a grown up um, when it comes to how old he was, but I think that that's kind of the story, right, is does he go to another high school? Like, why is he such a grown-up? Let's see. This movie was filmed in 2004. Chad was born in 1890. I meant <laughs> 1981. Uh, so he, 91, 2000. So he was 23 when they filmed this movie. So he is a grown-up, right? Yeah, definitely a grown-up. And Hillary was born, like, in the late 80s because she's closer to my age. She was born in 87. So there's a six-year age gap when they're filming this movie. Basically, Hillary Duff, she's playing Sam, and it's a Cinderella story because it's got a lot of these similarities, right? And so she's got this stepmother, Jennifer Coolidge. Everybody is slaying her um, her vocal tone right now on TikTok with the imp impersonations. I can't do it, but I'm always so impressed um, by impersonations. So she's playing Fiona. She's the evil stepmother. Mother. And then she's got these two stepsisters, I believe uh, Andrea Avery and Madalena Zima. Are those the two sisters? So they are they are playing um, the evil stepmother and the evil stepsisters after Sam's dad passes away. And Chad Michael Murray is a love interest. Now, you can obviously guess how this ends, but I'm actually not going to spoil too much of it because I recognize that some of you guys might be a tad bit younger than me, like younger millennials, maybe even a couple Gen Z listeners. And it's possible that you've not seen this movie because there have been so many other Cinderella stories that you've also seen that might be more of your age group. So I don't want to spoil too much of this for you. There are two things that I will tell you about this film. 
or three. One, you need to watch it ASAP because <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and then two, I also want to tell you that Regina King is like silent magic in this movie. Not actual silent magic magic because she's not silent. Her character has some really great moments, but she's just, I, I feel like an underrated moment of this movie. I mean, she is a legend as we know it. And kind of going back to the whole Elaine thing, it's like sometimes people, you know, they're like, oh, this person should have been the star, yada, yada. I don't know exactly where this was in Regina King's timeline of her career, but she is literally the star of all the things that she's involved in now. And I think sometimes it takes roles like these to get actors to different places and where they want to go. And she's amazing in this movie. I love her so much. So I'm really glad that she's in this. And the third thing I want to tell you is that for all of the movies and shows um, and whatever that you get about like, you know, dating and romance, especially about princesses being saved by prince, yada, 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 Hilary Duff playing Sam has a monologue in this movie where she calls this boy out like she was listening to Jamie Grace the moment she woke up. <laughs> that was ridiculous. But seriously, it's a major like, oh, I listened to Super Chick, Rebecca St. James, Bridal Girl, and Jamie Grace this morning, and you are not going to degrade me. You know what I mean? Like uh, when she says like waiting for rain in this drought, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Bella, my daughter, Isabella, she knows Brandy Cinderella. This will be the second Cinderella that she knows, Hilary Duff. Um, the third Cinderella, which most people would call like the Cinderella, the cartoon Caucasian lady, um, she doesn't know about her yet, which is like we're not, nothing against it. We're just obsessed with the Brandy Cinderella. And then when she gets a little bit older, she'll watch this Cinderella. Oh my gosh, the water joke. Oh, Hilary Duff is serving, literally, because in this movie, she's a waitress. All right, friends, I'm running out of time because I got to hop in the car and go to Utah. Check my Instagram stories if you want to know why I'm in Utah and what I'm doing there. I'll probably also film a whole vlog for the travel for the trip and let you guys know how it was in the weather. But for one and two, it's kind of sort of a tie because these are two of my favorite movies of all time. And one has Lilane, one has Hilary Duff. And one of them, if you have not guessed already, it's Annie. Annie was or has been recreated 18 million times. Like... <laughs> literally it's one of those movies that like I mean the original like it's a musical and then it's a this like it has so many different renditions but the wonderful world of Disney they were doing a series back in the 90s and early 2000s where they had these movies on Sunday nights Cinderella starring Brandy and Whitney Houston was one of them and also Annie starring Alicia Morton, Alan Cumming, Kathy Bates, Audra McDonald, Christian Chenoweth, Victor Garber. I mean if that cast doesn't make you want to pass out like in a good way then I don't actually don't there's that doesn't exist but you know what I mean like it's just oh my goodness I can barely focus thinking about this version of Annie it is so good. Lelaine's role is not one of the biggest roles because I mean all, all the kids kind of have equal roles if you will with the exception of Annie of course but she's so great and the Sarah Highland is also in it most people would know her as the oldest sister from uh, the television show Modern Family and it's just a really great rendition of Annie I love that Lelaine is in it I feel like Lelaine might have had like a secret career on Broadway or could have totally gone that route. Um, so that's always super cool to kind of see this and imagine like, oh my gosh, like, you know, maybe she could have done stuff like this too. But she grew up and was on Lizzie McGuire. So it's a win-win situation um, <laughs> because she served in such a legendary role in that show as well. 
And then my other number one slash number two, like I told you guys, it's a total tie because it's two of my favorite movies of all time. That would be The Perfect Man. I think this movie is so unnecessarily underrated. It's my favorite Hilary Duff work of all time. <laughs> I love this movie so much. It stars Heather Locklear as a single mom named Jean Hamilton. She's trying to figure out life. And then Holly Hamilton, played by Hilary Duff. Also, her little sister, Gloria. No, that's not the little sister's name. Zoe Hamilton. There we go. Played by Aria Wallace. They're just, you know, they're up to something. They're just trying to figure some things out. Set their mom up. And oh my gosh, you guys, it's just so good. I need to rewatch this movie. I have this movie on DVD. I'm not ashamed of that at all. <laughs> I definitely have it on DVD, which I mean, currently it's in a storage unit because none of our DVDs are actually in our house and I don't know how to part with them. You know, this might be a hoarding uh, episode. Maybe there's something else I need to talk about, but we're going to ignore that. Anyways, The Perfect Man, PG, an hour and 40 minutes, dropped in 2005. I was 14. This was right before my sister went off to college. <gasps> you know what? That would actually make a lot of sense as to why it's one of my favorite movies because right before my sister went off to college and then that first year or two that she was in college I watched movies all the time I was so lonely I was so bored without my bestie across the hall so I watched this movie so much but the the love interest is played by Chris North Chris Noth um he plays this guy named Ben Cooper and it's just a really great movie um, about mothers and daughters and love and romance. So if you get the chance to check out The Perfect Man, trust me, you will not be disappointed. It's available on HBO. So I mean, not super random, but you can also like rent it on Amazon and also Prime, like well, Amazon, the DVD, because I'm sure all of you guys just have so many DVD players in your houses. And then you can also rent it on Prime Video for just $3.99. So totally worth the rent if you're looking for a little weekend movie a fun little pg love story a fun little pg rom-com my phone is blowing up because as you guys know i'm a celebrity but those are my top five of lelaine and hillary duff's greatest hits I want to make sure that you guys also know that in honorable mentions, I did have both Cadet Kelly and Cheaper by the Dozen. If you love Cheaper by the Dozen or you want to hear a recap, I actually did a recap of that here on the podcast a few weeks ago, and it's available in YouTube video format on my YouTube channel. And then Cadet Kelly, I'm going to save that for a future episode because I want to do Christy Carlson Romano's greatest hits. It'll be a chance for me to talk about Even Stevens. But before I go, I do want to say two things really quick. And one I've already kind of said, but I'm just going to recap it. Lelaine, you are fantastic. If there's anybody out there, especially anybody in the creative space, and you feel like you want to be the lead, you want to be the star, there's nothing wrong with that. But let us never forget how incredible and how beautiful it is to be that supporting character, the supporting role, and even in real life, to be that supportive friend that is there no matter what, speaks her truth, is totally honest and transparent, and is loved by everyone. Of course, I know that's not necessarily realistic to be loved by everyone, but the premise in the show is because she is so kind to everyone. And that is the kind of friend that we all should want to have and also want to aspire to be. And another note of something that I wanted to say might seem kind of random, but can we talk about the tropes of blonde women in media that oftentimes seen as super dumb or they're seen as super mean because they're the bully. And while Lizzie McGuire did have a super blonde bully known as Kate, I believe, 
we also had a lead in Hillary Duff. We had a lead in Lizzie McGuire, this blonde girl that wasn't super dumb or that wasn't super mean. She was just super human. And that's one thing that I really love about Hillary Duff because even though she has her goofy roles like in Cheaper by the Dozen where she plays that cliche blonde girl, she also has the roles where she is playing superhuman as well. For me as a black girl that's not at all blonde, whether natural or dyed, I relate to her. I connect with her. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's such a great actress today is because she's super real both on and off the screen. So thank you, Hilary Duff. We love you, man. You too, Lelaine. Let's follow you on Insta. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really do enjoy making the Jamie Grace podcast, bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, two things that are super important to me. These conversations don't have to be scary. And every single week when you guys listen, you help me remind my audience of that. So thank you so, so, so much. Um, man, that was super normal and not weird at all. Look, I will see you guys in a few weeks on May 29th. Wait, that's just one week away. I'm having my movie night. We're going to watch Princess Diaries 2. It's no, that's two weeks away. It's super free to join, super easy to join. All you have to do is go to jamiegrace.com slash movie night and RSVP for free. I can't wait to see your beautiful faces on Zoom. I hope you guys don't mind me saying all the parts um, to the movie because I do know them all. And if you do mind, then you probably don't want to join this movie night. You know what I mean? Make sure you subscribe. Hit me up on Insta. I love you guys much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.